Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Telegraph. The Telegraph. Podcasts. With almost 20 years of economic advance wiped out in one stroke, we're asking whether lifting the lockdown is enough to boost the economy. This is Coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis. Some say it came too late, others that it went too far, but the lockdown has slowed community infections. The cost, a 20.4% decline in Britain's GDP in April alone, the largest monthly contraction on record. The biggest monthly fall before the coronavirus crisis was just 2%. In fact, new figures published on Friday show damage three times greater than the decline seen during the whole of the 2008-2009 downturn. It's led to a spate of frankly depressing soundbites from the likes of former Chancellor Ken Clark. We're in the middle of the worst recession that uh, in the lifetime of anyone now living. And the Transport Secretary Grant Shapps. We recognise that in common with the rest of the world we have an enormous uh, battle on our hands not only with the uh, coronavirus and um, the recovery from that but also with recovering the economy. On Monday, non-essential shops can reopen in England, a move the Chancellor Rishi Sunak said on Friday would help to get life a little more back to normal. But the lockdown was imposed a lot faster than it can be lifted. And even once the retail sector's back up and running, will the graphs look slightly less dramatic? Joining me to discuss whether moves to lift the lockdown will do enough to help Britain's economic recovery is The Telegraph's economics reporter, Lizzie Burden. Lizzie, plenty of dramatic soundbites and dramatic headlines on the subject. Is this the largest economic earthquake ever? Yeah, I mean, these numbers are unprecedented for Britain. UK GDP shrank by 20.4% in April. Um, So it's down to a monthly level that we haven't seen since 2002. To put it another way, we've had about three quarters of what the UK usually spends on defence every year just dropping out of the economy. Wow. Exactly. If you add the April figure onto March's figure of the 5.8% fall then, it means that the economy is a quarter smaller than it was before the pandemic. And to put all of that in context, in the financial crisis and the Great Depression, the peak to trough falls were only 6 to 7%. So it is seriously massive. Well, it sounds like things can only get better. I suppose the real question and one that's of a far bigger concern for policymakers is how quickly? 
I mean, you're right to say it can only get better. And I think that's such a awful phrase. It's like saying the glass mm. is half half full when we've really hit rock bottom and all economists are saying that we've hit rock bottom. They're saying, as you say, that the recovery will be slower than the descent because obviously when everything was shut, it happened almost overnight on the 23rd of March. But on the 13th of May, the government said that anyone who couldn't work from home should go back to work. Um, And that did start a bit of a recovery in the industrial and construction sectors. And they'd been some of the worst hit. From the data from the Office for National Statistics, the ONS today, we do see that it was construction that um, took the hardest hit because um, builders just had to drop tools. We also can see that retail service uh, surveys had a big uptick in May. But typically, it takes GDP three to four years to get back to pre-recession levels. One really interesting data source that I'd plug is Google's Mobility Index. So anyone can log in um, and you can see activity across sectors in Britain. And you can see that the residential sector and parks had the highest activity. And that shows that Britons have been actually very obedient about the lockdown, following all the rules, mostly. Maybe too obedient, Lizzie. Exactly. And so getting them out and spending again could be really difficult. I think that's a really good point. I mean, habits have changed over lockdown and it takes just as long to break a habit, perhaps, as it does to make one. Retail and manufacturing are two of the sectors that have been very badly hit, Lizzie, as you say, but they are also two of the sectors where the government's been keen to restore normality, albeit a socially distanced normality, as quickly as is safely possible. Is it enough to just kind of turn the taps on and say, right, we're open for business? Yeah, I think one of the big mistakes in all of this is people thinking that the only reason that we've had this huge plummet in GDP is because the government locked down. And actually, it's hugely to do with confidence. Um, And so business confidence to invest needs to return and um, consumer confidence to go out shopping, even though it's going to be socially distanced, needs to return. So We can't expect it just to bounce back in the V-shape that everyone's hoping for because it requires that sentiment to come back as well. It also requires people actually being able to go back to work um, and to the shops to earning and spending in general, which obviously many people can't do right now because children are still at home, many of them anyway. I don't know many parents of children with primary school age with much free time right now and plenty of listeners got in touch after we did the schools episode on Wednesday to say the same. And what I find is that so often when we talk about lifting the lockdown, we're referring to when we can see our parents again, when we can see our grandparents again, when we can see our families, when we can gather in big groups. But schools are often left out of the conversation. How big a problem is the schools issue for the economy? Huge. So school reopening has been an absolute shambles. The government's had to admit that primary school pupils won't be going back for a month before the summer after all. And it's only just it's like it's only just occurred to them that there would be an issue with space. Um, So our economics editor has been suggesting that maybe we should have Nightingale schools like there were Nightingale hospitals, which seems a pretty good idea to me because kids being out of school has a double effect for the economy. It's not just that we're holding back those parents from going back to work but it's also those kids are missing out on education in life and that's going to hit us economically in the long run. Mm, Certainly in terms of the schools debate every every day every week counts Uh, and actually it seems like we're living through a time where every day week and month really count both in terms of um, public health decisions and economic ones. 
The UK is heading back to school and indeed coming out of lockdown later than much of Europe. Is that going to put us on the back foot economically compared to our European rivals? Um, Yeah, we are playing catch up with our European rivals. I mentioned that Google Mobility Index. The other thing, the really other interesting thing that you can look at in that data is activity in Britain compared to other countries around the world. And what it shows is that Britain's lagging other European countries like Germany, France, Italy, Sweden, Spain. And economists say that it's because strict lockdown rules in the UK have kept most of the consumer services firms dormant. And at the same time, as we've mentioned, because the reopening of schools has been limited. But we don't have the comparable data yet to see how the monthly Eurozone GDP fared against ours, um, because they don't release it every month. So we'll have to wait until the quarter. But the OECD forecast this week that Britain will suffer more from COVID economically than any other leading nation. So Um, If we look at faster indicators like the Google data, it does seem that their forecast will prove true later on. And one of the main ways you ask how what we can maybe learn from other European countries, one of the things that they've done is to introduce short time work schemes fast. I mean, very early on in in all of this um, so that people can get back to work on a part time basis instead of just being completely furloughed and not working at all. So. Fortunately for Germany, Germany already had a system like that in place and Switzerland had it too. Um, And the other thing is, quite simply, other countries lock down earlier than us and more harshly than us. If you look at Austria, that's that's one example. And they're reaping the benefits now because their shops and bars and restaurants have been able to open months and months ahead of us. Lizzie, let's come back to our original question. The lockdown worked for public health in the UK. I mean, whether or not it should have been implemented earlier is another very important matter, one that'll be revisited again and again and again and again. But it did get rate of infection in the community down. And countries like Austria, as you say, are benefiting from a quick reopening. Looking at it from an economic perspective, is the solution to this just to lift the measures as quickly as possible? Or is the risk of a second wave, uh, would that be too much for the economy to bear? Obviously, none of us want a second wave um, for health, economic reasons or otherwise. But how do you strike that balance? I actually think two wrongs don't make a right. And just because we headed into the lockdown later doesn't mean that coming out of it too quickly is going to have any advantage for us. The point about all this is it's not a choice between health and wealth and that you need to have you need to lower the rate of infection to have a healthy workforce to get back to work and also to give consumers and businesses the confidence that they need to spend and invest. So trying to right the wrong of not heading into the lockdown early enough isn't a quick fix to this at all. Lizzie, will you be rushing back to the shops when they open on Monday? No, Netta Porter's got its best ever new customer in me. (laughs) And Deliveroo. (laughs) I have to say, I think we've all developed new habits over lockdown and mine, unfortunately for my bank balance, but possibly more fortunately for the economy, certainly online shopping. (laughs) The Telegraph's economics reporter, Lizzie Burden there. Here's the rest of the coronavirus latest news. 
The reproduction number in the southwest of England is now the highest in the country. New data from the Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies, also known as SAGE, suggests it now sits between 0.8 and 1.1. In the northwest, the value is between 0.8 and 1, while in London, the R number sits between 0.7 and 0.9. It's used to track how many people on average will be infected for every one person who has the disease. The government's previously said regional lockdowns could be used to control local outbreaks if the value rises above one. The average number of new coronavirus infections in the community has fallen from 5,600 a day at the end of April to 4,500. New data from the Office for National Statistics also shows that mortality rates fell by more than half in all but two regions in England and Wales between April and May. Retailers in Northern Ireland have been given the all-clear to reopen following a reduction in the number of infections and deaths. On Friday, First Minister Arlene Foster insisted the move hadn't been fast-tracked in response to the opening of retailers in the Republic of Ireland. This is Coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis and I'll be back on Monday evening. In the meantime, you can stay up to date with all of Lizzie's work and all of our coverage of the pandemic for free for 30 days when you go to telegraph.co.uk slash audio. Use that to take advantage of a really interesting piece our data team has put together on the parts of the country that have largely escaped coronavirus. The toll nationally has, of course, been terrible, but there are 245 neighbourhoods that recorded no deaths before the end of May. And there are some surprising inclusions in there, including parts of London, the area, of course, worst hit by the crisis. Use our interactive tool to see whether your area might be one of them. Link to that in the show description. If there's a topic you think I should be covering on one of next week's shows, email me. The address is coronaviruspodcast at telegraph.co.uk and you can find me on Twitter. If you can work out how to spell my surname, it's T underscore Leludis. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 